Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. I'm so fucking hot. What is happening? Summer, and why are you wearing jeans? I don't know. I don't know. You're never wearing jeans. What am I usually wearing? Like sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. Way to call me out. <laughs> well, you're at home. I don't blame you. Well, I had sweatpants on, Scott, and you were on the way, and I was like, you know what? I want to look like a grown-up. Oh, wow. That you gets ready. presentable to me? I'm in shorts and sandals. Like, I'm, I'm barefoot. Well, I just wanted Who cares? to. Who it's, it's not like I really go a lot of places to get ready. Not that I'm ready. My hair looks insane, but <laughs> I feel like if I just put jeans on, which is the least amount of effort, I would feel more presentable. And now you're hot and uncomfortable. Do you want to change? No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, how is it summer already? Well, it's not summer, but it's just Southern California. God, it's. it's- so hot. hot yeah it's it's in the 80s already again it's supposed to be like in the early 90s this week the early 90s i don't know that's what jeremy said wow that is hot so speaking of hot i can't stop thinking about you saying that you walked into the kitchen with a friend and her <laughs> boyfriend in the middle of an argument and your friend was completely naked <laughs> I know. I mean, one, she is super hot, so it was kind of awesome. And it was like one of the most hilarious scenes ever. And I'm just trying to understand how she ended up in the kitchen naked arguing about there being not enough beer in the fridge. How does that make... (laughs) I mean, she really wanted the beer. Beer was supposed to be in the fridge. I don't know, but it was pretty awesome. Hmm. It's like imprinted in my mind. Yes. Wow. And mine too. I had even like, though I wasn't there. But yeah. <laughs> I, well, I had two friends having like a meltdown yesterday. I mean, hers wasn't a meltdown, but my other friend was having like a full, full meltdown. Yes. So I don't know if there was something crazy happening in the planets. Or I mean, there must I mean, have been. Well, it's, it's always what's going on in your astrological code. How are the planets affecting you? So I could look at these two people and I could pick out why looking at them it doesn't mean that everybody is feeling that way you know a lot of people maybe like myself yesterday was a really good day me too and i had like kind of a shit start to my morning everything i had so many errands and i had car issues and then the dealership was insane it was just the whole morning was awful and instead of letting it ruin my day which it easily could have i was just like you know a few years ago if i would have had this car issue like i love my car but it's it's like a luxury car. I'm like, I can't really complain that my like fancy car is broken. Yeah. I mean, Boo-hoo. yeah. Yeah. Cry about it. It's like yeah. first world problems. Yes. Yes. Or sometimes we can just get caught in our own stories. I feel like everything was, it was like the most chaotic day for me. I was just running so many errands, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. I like, I enjoyed it for some reason, even with like the chaos. What'd you enjoy about it? Sometimes I like fixing problems. So mm-hmm. it felt like there was like a million crises and I was just like, okay, I have to fix my car and now I have to fix this rental car. Now I have to fix, you know, my friend was moving and so I like being able to help. Mm-hmm. And Very Virgo of you, of service. Yeah, it was really fun. I love I love helping her move too. It was something I'm good at. 
So she was moving in with her boyfriend, and it's got me thinking about relationships and how we all work together, why we are attracted to the people that we're attracted to. Oh, yeah. Before the podcast, we were talking about your kind of like dating algorithm you're, yes. you're working on. and Yes. If there's anybody out there that knows how to build an app, contact me. Yeah, Scott has all these all these secret <laughs> tips for how to find a good mate. I've been doing so much research on couples and why we connect with different people. And and what's fascinating is like you were saying that with your past partner, how he really reflected your dad. I know. And the craziest part is if I were to try to dream up a partner, it would for sure be the opposite of my dad Mm -hmm. like I love my dad and he has amazing qualities but for someone I want to call in as a partner a lot of the qualities he has I don't want in a partner Mm -hmm. and I was just asking you like why like why would I pick that those qualities that I don't like about my dad I didn't even know that he had like how did my subconscious like click in with this person who has these issues that remind me of my childhood it's in your unconscious it's programmed in there and that's what I see when I'm doing all this research, looking at people that have been connected, that are in relationship with one another. And sometimes I look at it and I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. I don't see a lot of strong attraction here, but they're obviously connected for some reason. With like this dysfunction part. It's the dysfunction. It's like there's something about the other person that reminds them of one of their parents and they're using that person, not wittingly not uh, in a conscious way but they're using that person to work out their trauma that they've experienced in their childhood with their adult guardians so do you think that there's a benefit in calling in a partner that's similar to some childhood trauma where you're working it out as an adult is that like useful yeah oh totally totally but what if you just have someone that doesn't trigger all of your past traumas and is just like light and easy and like do we have to really work that out with like a new partner relive all of our childhood shit do we need to do that to heal yes we do yes fuck that yes <laughs> you have to you have to heal and and healing is not easy in order to attract that partner where everything is so easy and smooth and good you yeah. have to have that relationship with yourself first of all yeah and that's something... Well, actually, I, yeah. I just said, yeah, but I thought you were going to say what? you have to have a partner that you work out all the shit with first, and then you're going to get rewarded with a partner that it's easy. <laughs> well, that's another way to look at it, because you you have that first partner where you work out all your shit, and it forces you to take a hard look at yourself, because the partner is reflecting you. It's like somebody was telling me the other day that, well, they they really messed up in their relationship and this and that, and they made all these mistakes. No, you didn't. I mean, sure, would you do it again? No, of course not. But something led you to make those decisions. And that is... That's the lesson. That's the lesson. And and it all stems from your childhood. In order to heal those wounds from the childhood, you have to face them as an adult. And in order to truly face them as an adult... You have to experience them again in your present reality. It's so hard. I always have all these what ifs with my past relationship. Like, what if I would have done it like this? What if I would have spoke up in this way? Maybe things could have been different. But 
I, I couldn't have, I was doing the best I could in that moment. And I really had to learn those hard lessons of those things that I did that now I'm what ifing. There is no what if you can't really go back in time and you had to, you had to go make those mistakes and relive them to be able to heal them. And now those what ifs are the lesson. Like, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to repeat that mistake that I exactly. made. Exactly. Exactly. You didn't even know the what if when it was happening. No. <laughs> so that's, that's the lesson. That's learning the lesson is now you know that in the next relationship, you are going to behave differently. You have matured. That's such an amazing lesson. If we were to take all of our what ifs and write them down and take them as the lessons we want to take into our next relationship. That's it. That's like the actual healing happening. And part of the what if is creating that boundary for yourself where, why was I in this situation to begin with where I made this mistake? If I would have told my partner that this is how I am, as opposed to trying to be the person that they want me to be, because that's what so many people do. I did it in my first relationships. I just want someone to like me, you know? Will someone like me and love me and want to have sex with me? You know, it's like, I'll do whatever you want me to do yeah. in order to have that. Yeah, to have that validation and comfort and But that's love. not being truthful to myself. Yeah. So what happens is we put ourselves in this situation where we're not being authentic and... People are loving like this altered version of us. Mm -hmm. And so what happens from that is... Resentment? <laughs> well, yes, on both sides. You're resenting yourself, you're resenting them for making you be this person that you're not really wanting to be, but you're the person that agreed to be the person that you thought they wanted. Yeah, you did the compromise and no one forced you to. You mm -hmm. compromised because you wanted to keep things... Or you thought you had to. Oh, it's so crazy how that happens. Like, nobody made you made you change you changed yourself mm -hmm. and then in return you feel resentment for for changing for that other person yes like i did this for you yes and now i'm not getting what i want <laughs> right and so then you do something that you consider to be a mistake and the relationship ends and you blame yourself and you just had the experience that you were meant to have it's not it's not that anyone's really to blame both people are doing the best that they can yeah, it's true. Yeah, we're all doing the best that we can. <laughs> and mm -hmm. like sometimes it is not good enough to save a relationship. That doesn't mean it was like a a wasted relationship. Yes. Not everything has to end in like marriage. There are no wasted relationships. Every relationship comes to an end at some point in time. Recently, a lot of my friendships have been amazing teachers for me mm. in learning how to call in just people in my life that I connect with and that I can disagree with and grow with. Yeah, not having a partner right now and then having close friendships that can mirror things that I really want to call into my life has really been healing. Yes, you're practicing for partnership and you're, you're healing yourself. <laughs> I was describing to my friend what a good match for a partner would be for her. And then in the end, she was like, so basically you, but a guy. <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay well yes. maybe yes and we have like me and her have like a lot of not conflicts but we're just like very different and very opposite in a lot of ways mm -hmm. but we have like similar hobbies and yeah our relationship has been very healing for me to be able to like disagree with someone and speak my mind but also respect yeah them and their opinions yes. and not having fear of the relationship ending mm -hmm. whereas in a partnership sometimes you disagree and then you feel like everything's gonna fall apart mm -hmm. it's been nice 
to have the safe space to disagree and grow and feel like it's supportive. Mm-hmm. Not scary. It's not the end of the world. Like yeah. you're not, it's not a breakup. You can have a fight mm-hmm. and we're still together. And disagree on like really big topics and it's not, yeah, the end of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, your Venus is in Libra, and Crystal's seventh house is in Libra too. So her house of marriage is in Libra, and your planet of marriage or relationship is in Libra. So she works well because she has that aggressive energy. (laughs) She works well with your balance. You're more graceful and harmonious and level. And she needs that in her life. Somebody who is going to help her level out a little bit. Yeah, it's a really interesting dynamic. And it also forces me to be okay in discomfort. Not that she makes me uncomfortable, but she is much more fiery. And in my past relationships mm-hmm. with like a, a partner, I don't like that. I would like avoid a conflict at all cost in, and then end up compromising part of myself to keep the peace. Well, she's fiery. But she's also a Pisces, so she's deeply compassionate too. So she will fire up, but then she'll she'll be very empathetic to you at the same time. Yeah, but I can handle her fire. It's yes. it's an interesting dynamic. Yes, because her fire is is vibing off of your Venus, that air, that Libra air. So she just kind of excites you as opposed to angers you and frustrates you. Yes put that in your notes <laughs> put it in your notes no your notes for oh. your relationship app that oh. you're building. <laughs> do we have a good segue into the week well i mean this week it's continuing the theme of healthy boundaries healthy boundaries in your relationships healthy boundaries in the relationship with yourself and this this goes back to the point i said earlier when you're attracting a mate This is the time to truly register within yourself who you are on a very authentic level. Like, this is who I am. And who I am is a lovable person. I'm a catch. And whoever is attracted to me is going to be a very fortunate person. They're going to love me for who I am. It's about truly being confident with who you are, as opposed to trying to be somebody that you think somebody else wants. Just being in power in yourself, in who you are, in being truly confident, waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror, and telling yourself, I love you. It's weird, (laughs) but you'll get used to it. You'll laugh when you go to bed at night. I love you. To yourself, say it and say your name after I love you. Embrace who you are. And when you do that, when you have that self-love, then you can attract somebody who will truly love you for who you are. And so this is the week of April 12th through the 18th. And on the first day, Monday, April 12th, Venus, the planet of relationships, is in alignment with the moon, the planet of emotions. Both of these are together in Aries, the sign symbolized by the ram ruled by Mars, the god of war. This is about how can you express your emotions in your relationships courageously, confidently, as opposed to aggressively. We've been practicing that the last week or so 
the more we practice, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's scary in the beginning and it can be awkward or uncomfortable or cause an argument, but the more grounded we get in our communication and the more confident we get in our communication, the less it becomes a conflict. It's more matter of fact and it's less emotional. We can express our emotions without it being an argument. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just about confidence, which Aries is all about confidence. Yes. Confidence comes from self-love. So are you loving yourself? Are you loving yourself in your relationship? If you are, then from that place, you can truly have the confidence to love the person you're with. Or if you're single, attract somebody that you can truly love and that will really love you. And it's about honoring yourself when you're That's it. Yes. in tune with your emotions and you can express it to the people around you. You're honoring your needs and your wants and asking the people around you to contribute to your life. And if they don't want to, then... I mean, that's fine too. You don't have to be mad about it, but you need to be able to express what you want. Otherwise, otherwise you're not going to get it. No, exactly. The ram is very clear about what it wants. It attacks the other ram and says, I'm the dominant one. (laughs) (laughs) So more of that energy continues on Tuesday, April 13th, when the sun in Aries. Oh boy aligns with Mars, the god of war, the planetary ruler of Aries. Mars is in Gemini, the sign of communication. So you have the giver of light, life, and vitality, the sun in the sign of self-confidence. You have the god of war, the planet of action, the planet of self-confidence in the sign of communication. And then the sun is also your identity. It's your identity. It's the self It's who you are. It's the battery that's powering your human ship. And so right now, that energy force is in the sign of self-confidence and is connecting to Mars in the sign of communication. So how can you courageously act today? How can you act courageously today? Is this about expressing yourself still? Yes. This is not about being shy. This is not about hiding. Being safe it's about, no, it's, it's about taking a risk. It's time to take a risk. Putting yourself out there. Yes. Both today and yesterday seem just like positive, easy alignments. Maybe they're like pushing you, but they're harmonious. They're very positive alignments because yesterday was a fire fire. Today's an air fire. So air fuels fire, fire raises the air. So Aries is also about showing your face. Show your face. Put your face out there. Take a risk, show your face, get in front of somebody, show them how you feel. Are you ready to do that, Ingrid? I'm ready. Okay, good. I know you are. You always are. (laughs) I've been practicing that Aries, that North Node Aries. Yes, that's you. Mm -hmm. Yes, embracing this energy right now for you. Absolutely. Courageousness. So Wednesday, April 14th, Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships returns to its home of Taurus. Venus rules two signs, Libra and Taurus. Venus is about the senses. The senses. And then Taurus is about the material world. Yes. So they kind of connect in that way, like beauty, yes. taste, touch, yes. sight, smell. Yes. Sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. The five physical senses. Which I love. I love all of that. So having all that courage of of setting boundaries, healthy boundaries in your relationship, establishing who you are as a partner, what you bring to the table in terms of partnership When Venus moves into Taurus, it's about solidifying that energy. It's like now you've baked the cake. 
the fire bakes the cake Ooh. and now the cake comes out and you get to enjoy it. Tangible. Yes. Real life shit. Tangible. It's time to be romantic. It's time for the bubble baths, rose petals uh-huh. on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Which will probably just be me and Crystal cooking for each other. <laughs> Which is very different energy from screaming in the kitchen naked about the beer not being in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's more Aries energy. This is about actually having that fine bottle of beer or wine there for you enjoying it this is my favorite time i love yes i love all the food stuff all the dates yeah. yes so some very romantic evenings for ingrid and crystal mm-hmm. candlelight dinners they're always <laughs> candlelit dinners Our dinners are so fancy it's crazy i love it so venus is here from april 14th until may 8th so it's also important to note that those of you that were born with any key astrological points in Leo or Aquarius, there could be a relationship spat in some way over these dates between April 14th and May 8th. Because Taurus is fixed Earth and Leo is fixed fire, Aries is fixed air. So fixed energy, they're all fixed, that creates a strong alignment, but Earth doesn't mix with air and Earth extinguishes fire, fire scorches Earth. So be mindful of that, but this is a time to really express your sensual pleasures. I don't think everyone has like a good grasp on what sensual pleasures mean. I think automatically goes to sex, but yeah, massage, anything to do with touch, anything that feels good. All the senses. Yeah, the food, like cooking great food, Mm -hmm. having a night, it's not just sex and, you know, doing the nine and a half weeks the what's the thing where <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about nine and a half weeks of sex <laughs> it was just yeah it was like this movie back in the in the 80s with uh mickey rourke and kim bassinger is that how you say her name i don't even know but you know there's this scene where he's like he has like an ice cube and he's like <laughs> rubbing it over her body <laughs> It's like famous from like the 80s. It's before my time. Yes, I know. Ingrid was still in diapers then. So, <laughs> um, But it's not all about that. It's also, yeah, cooking great food and really enjoying a great meal with somebody that you love, that you enjoy having food with. Or even like taking a bath. You said massage. Yes, massage. Just take yourself on a date. Take yourself on a date. I if love you're taking single, myself on a date. Pamper yourself. If you're single, pamper yourself. Okay, my ideal date with myself. Moon juice. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Then Pine and Crane. Then maybe Pine and Crane or Cave Tropical. Okay. And maybe a beach day. Maybe some time at the ocean. Okay. And a massage. Or, I mean, I could trade in the ocean for the massage. Okay, so how about you get a moon juice, go to the beach, and then get a massage on the beach? Okay, well, that's a little bit industrious, but... (laughs) Crystal will pick up the moon juice, take you to the beach, and then she'll give you... A massage at the beach. Okay. And then she'll take you a lot. to Pine and Crane afterwards oh my gosh. Uh, for dinner. I was getting ready for work the other day and she already does my nails. And my nails look ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> They're so beautiful. They're like little mosaic mirrors. Yes. So I went to her house and I was getting ready for work. We had like dinner and then she like did my makeup. And then I was having a hair crisis. She's like, okay, bitch. 
What am I like your personal stylist now? Like this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yes, she is actually. Yes. Um, it just like reminds me of all of the senses, like even doing your makeup and hair, the like, nails, beauty, yeah. and self-care, putting on a nice outfit, wearing jeans when I come over. That's so like <laughs> so Venus and Taurus. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for not wearing sweatpants, Ingrid. I'm so impressed with you. Anytime. Or maybe or maybe just one time, actually. Thursday, April 15th, the sun again in Aries now aligns with Jupiter in Aquarius. So if you are single and you are looking for that partner, this is an opportune time to branch out into the community, into a group a club, an organization, someplace where you can mix and match with other people because Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Aquarius is the sign of the community, the group, the club, the organization, the social network or cause, social cause. You can be doing a social cause, helping other people and then fall in love with your soulmate. It can also be a good time for building new friendships too. It doesn't have to be necessarily a romantic partner. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, expansion in the community. I love that. Building it- out your social your social network. New acquaintances. Yes. And being confident in doing so. Friday, April 16th. Now things get challenging. Uh-oh. Because the sun has now moved on to the same degree as Pluto, the god of death, Ew. in Capricorn. So the sun is in... Aries, which is Cardinal Fire, Pluto is in Capricorn, which is Cardinal Earth, both Cardinal, strong alignment, but fire scorches Earth, Earth extinguishes fire. So the god of death Mm -hmm. in Capricorn, which is the sign of achievement, it's like the death of the old way of doing things, Mm -hmm. and then Aries bringing that confidence, yeah, that can be very confusing. Maybe your confidence brings a conflict to the way you used to do things in terms of your ambitions and achievements it's like we say life is a practice so if you say i'm going to be more confident now then you will get the experience that allows you to show yourself that you truly are more confident you'll be put in a situation where in the past maybe you would have shrunk from the challenge Mm -hmm. but in this case you're ready to rise to the occasion step up speak up yes so it's not going to be easy It's going to be a challenge. It may be uncomfortable, but push through it. Saturday, April 17th. Another challenge and a few gifts. The challenge is with Mercury. The planet of communication is now at the same degree that the sun was at yesterday. At 26 degrees in Aries, aligning with Pluto, the god of death, in Capricorn. So again, it was about showing yourself yesterday as someone who is self-confident And now today on Saturday, April 17th, it's about doing more than just showing up. It's about speaking with confidence, speaking as an authority. Mercury is also in alignment with Jupiter, the planet of expansion. So that is going to give you that little extra boost of confidence, especially within the community, the group, the club, the organization, the social networker cause, really utilizing your mind utilizing your mind to tap into your ingenious. Why are you an authority? What is it about you 
that makes you an authority. And anyone can be an authority of themselves. So what do you have to offer that is unique? And are you willing to speak up and share it with the group from a place of self-confidence? I think that starts with really knowing yourself. You can show up and ask for what you need or what you want or be the authority of yourself. If you don't know yourself, then you can't really be confident. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yes. Adding to that confidence is Mars, the god of war. The planet of action in the sign of communication is also connecting with Jupiter and Pluto. So Saturday's really like a beautiful hot mess. Uh, (laughs) So there's a lot of tension, a lot of heat, trial by fire, forge through it, know yourself. This is like you said, Ingrid, if you know yourself, then you can truly be self-confident. So this is everything that we've been working up towards. With all these planets, the sun, Venus, Mercury, moving through Aries. Okay, so I have um, some news. Kind of like a new development in my work. Mm -hmm. So at the club, I think I've reached like a new level of being able to demand money from people. Good. And I think, I don't know if it's just a fluke or if it's these nails, but I'm making more money. And I think it has to do with my confidence level in my communication. Yes. And that has taken some practice and definitely trial by fire. Can you give an example? Like what, what's an example of this? How has your confidence in communication improved? Well, I'm at work to make money. I work at a strip club. So you're basically just going around hanging out with people and ideally having them give you money for your time. And sometimes you end up wasting a lot of time with one customer who doesn't end up buying anything. Uh-huh. And that's super annoying. And you're always trying to test it out. I'm like, do I spend 30 seconds with someone and they buy something? Or I spend 20 minutes with someone and they don't buy something now, but then they buy something before they leave because they really liked our conversation. Like, what is the science to getting someone to purchase something so what is without that? investing too much? But I've recently started just basically saying, well, I need to make money. So if you want me to stay and hang out with you, you're going to have to pay me. Like, I'm working. Otherwise, I'm going to go hang out with somebody else. Yes. So just being more uh, direct. Yeah, mm-hmm. direct. Yes. And then some people will just give me money to sit and hang out with them and I don't even have to do a dance. They're just like, well, I like you. So just like stay or they'll buy something for me. So I'll, so I'll keep hanging out with them. Or they're like, okay, we'll come back, like come back in 15 minutes and I'll buy something. Like I'm not ready or it allows them to be more upfront too. They're like, well, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm like, okay, well I'll come hang out with you if I'm bored, but I'm not going to spend my, my precious time with someone who's not going to buy a dance. Brilliant. You're making money every minute now. Yeah. i was fucking blown away i was like all i have to do is like tell people that i'm working and they need to pay me and then also being kind of funny about it and playful yes not being like rude or like demanding but yeah being honest and making it feel like kind of funny and light i'm like okay well i gotta go then i'll see you later and someone will be like oh come hang out with me i'm like okay well then tip me i'm not gonna hang out with you for free what do you think this is (laughs) i'm working i'm so proud of you this is you following your north node in aries people really like it when i kind of like poke at them about it like it's just like a funny a funny part of myself that i can tap into to basically just demand money from people (laughs) you're keeping it real you're being up front you're keeping it real that's what people want right they don't want a fake experience and i think people also don't know how to act in that environment as it is Mm because it's very strange and there there is etiquette but people don't teach it to them when they walk in the door so a lot of people don't really know what is happening so i've been teaching people what the rules are i'm like if you want to just sit here 
and not buy anything, you're supposed to really be tipping the girls on stage Mm -hmm. because otherwise they're not making money. They're just working for free. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to be like one type of customer or the other. You don't have to bring a bunch of money, but you can have a good time for like even $40. You tip a bunch of the girls on stage, you have Mm -hmm. a drink and you leave or you bring a bunch of cash and you come and you get dances. You have to do one or the other. You can't expect someone's time for free. It doesn't work that way. You wouldn't go and sit at the bar and then ask the bartender out when you haven't even bought a drink or tipped her. Mm Mm-hmm. No, the bartender is going to ignore you. Like you can't get conversation with someone for free, even in just the restaurant industry. Right. Wow. So educating people and being yeah more upfront with the communication. Are you experiencing any pushback at all? Have you had any bad experiences by doing that? Or has it been really positive? It's been mostly positive. Yeah. It's such an incredible balance that you have because you're Virgo. So you have that humble nature to yourself you're not being arrogant about it but then you're following your north node which is confidently saying if you want to talk to me i'm working so i need to be paid i can't even say it in a way that you can say you (laughs) it's become like a really funny joke i like i really like it it's just are other girls like are you teaching them your your ways or does everyone have their own kind of methods that they I think everybody does something a little bit different. Like some girls have a whole, a whole shtick where they're just like, they want to like romance you and you're like, Oh, you're so cute and you're so funny. And like, I really like you. And that's not really my thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like myself Mm -hmm. and just try to connect with people on like a a human level and, you know, show them a good time. Everyone's there to like check out. It's kind of like a spa day, but like you're paying for someone to give you attention. So yes, making it feel like connected and like, maybe a little deeper than some sort of like ridiculous compliment about like how cute someone looks. Cause like, I mean, everyone knows that that's not real. You're not just attracted to every person saying like, Oh, you're so hot. Cause yeah. they're mostly not. <laughs> <laughs> so just don't say that. Like give them a real compliment. Like I like to talk about people's clothes a lot and ask where they're from. I'm like, Oh, you're wearing like a Chicago hat. Like I love Chicago and try to like, you know, connect with Small them. Small talk. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm really good at. Yes. That's your Gemini rising. You're, you're naturally inquisitive. You're good at asking questions. Yeah, I get a lot of compliments that I'm a very good conversationalist. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Which works well in that in that business. Yes, indeed. Which, I mean, I think other girls do equally as well, doing their whole, like, little more fake, romanticized version <laughs> of, like, what's happening. And, you know, I think everyone just has their own style. Yes. And, like, coming into whatever that is, even if that's, like, more, like, the actress vibe, that, that works for them because they're good at it. Whatever they're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of conversation, Sunday, April 18th, the planet of communication, Mercury, catches up to the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality. They're both at the same degree in Aries, the 29th degree, the final degree. So this is that last day to really speak up, speak out, embrace your confidence courageously, be brave. Connect your mind to your words. When these alignments are happening in a, in a positive way, you really have to take advantage of it because otherwise it can be very uncomfortable to practice being confident in communicating. It's so, so hard to begin with. So when we have these days, we really need to take advantage of them. Absolutely. When you're feeling yourself and you communicate and you're really connected, it makes it so much easier. It just feels, it feels like everything is in alignment, <laughs> which is <laughs> what is happening <laughs> it's, it's amazing yes if you feel the flow then really go <laughs> really <laughs> oh, <Scott. laughs> 
<laughs> okay. It's too soon. Charge ahead. Charge ahead like the ram. <laughs> Sorry, that last thing was so silly. If you feel the flow, then go. No, 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 it's too silly. No, I like your more, I like your more aggressive, um, statements. What are those? Oh, I don't know. Charging ahead. Usually you're like with Aries, you're like screaming and like punching things, which I really, which I love. Well, Aries is the grunt that's charging across the battlefield, red face, screaming, firing the weapon, maybe afraid, but not showing it. Just some, like, I don't you, care. You, you know what it is? It's some Viking shit. Ooh. Yeah. Ingrid past life. Yeah. Oh my God. Someone at work the other day was like, oh, you look like Queen Agatha. Or I don't know. Some crazy ass name from Vikings. And I was like, bitch. Yes. I have never felt more seen in my life. Did anyone hear that? Oh my God. And then I immediately texted Crystal because she's obsessed with Vikings. And did she agree that you're Queen Agatha? Uh, she just agreed that I'm a Viking. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm a Viking in this life. In this life. Yeah. That's right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I'm so thankful you're on my ship or I'm on your ship. You're on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise it could be very dangerous. Yes. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Ingrid. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.